disclaimer, we know nothing really about Formula One. Sometimes we make wild accusations and wild ideas based on only what we think might be true. I like to be very clear in the fact that we are not experts and we have no idea what we're talking about. Welcome to the F1 Purple Rain podcast with me, Ryan. Oh, and me, Dom. Just, I just thought I'd do it because I wouldn't fuck it up. I mean, I would like to argue that, but it's, I've got a pretty bad uh, track record with the intro, yeah. even though uh, I do 70% of them. Yep. And welcome to our 2022 most boring race of the year. Well, it's definitely up there with uh, Miami, isn't it? But Miami, just frust- I think, frustrated us a little bit more with uh, the America, yeah, yeah. That was just just uh, was just a fucking joke. But there's only one decent part of Mexico which we'll talk about later on, and that was the only thing that was entertaining. It was possibly the worst race I've watched all year. Yeah, and it had the potential of being quite a great race as well, with uh, having the longest straight of the, of the year and having a good potential for drag off the start and really mixing up the start of the race. But no, that Red Bull is untouchable. Yep, that's what happens when you overspend the butter cup. Oh, wait, no, that was on food. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, all on food. Nothing to do with uh, the performance. It's so funny seeing what the other uh, uh, team bosses have come out and said. They were fucking, they are losing it. I was like, yeah, well, what do you think you're saving the money? Like, yeah, okay. And that, that money then didn't go into performance afterwards? I, I, th- I don't think so. Yeah. Red Bull, just, Red Bull just tarnishing the reputation of the sport. Toto came out and said, uh, do you not think we also pay catering and food? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, to say it's one thing, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I feel this is just gonna over this is gonna overshadow every race now until the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely taken over or has it taken over 2021? Well, not now because Max decided to not talk to Sky Sports and all Red Bull decided not to talk to Sky Sports, and by not talking to Sky Sports, kind of shows that what Ted was speaking about was true. Because yeah. if if he if it, if it wasn't true, then why would they care? Firstly, we're jumping straight in. Let's just say, welcome to Dom's news. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the old cinema theme. Anyway, yeah, which which you and I copyrighted for our podcast. So, woo! Yeah, I mean, let's just jump straight into this. It's ridiculous. Well, firstly, the uh, boycott in Sky Sports because of what Ted said. You're 100 percent right. Like, if they were, if they honestly believed they did nothing wrong, then they'd stand by it. But they're not. They're, they're spitting their dummy out, and they're afraid. That if this get, get, this uh, gathers too much traction, then there there might be a possibility they'll lose it. 
from last year. So they're all freaking out and basically pointing fingers back at everyone. And it's uh, it's out of control. It's an absolute shambles. Yeah, and Horner is... He just keeps playing this mental health card I do all the time. I... And it's... Like, mental health is a serious issue. And he just brings it up all the time and goes, this is ruining our mental health. Yeah. Like, I... that cannot be your defence. I, I'm, I was absolutely shocked because he managed to turn the whole subject around and then blame his, his uh, workforce uh, having their children bullied in school. And this is affecting the mental health of them and the workforce. And this is, uh, in today's world, that's the top priority. And I'm thinking, yeah. how the hell have you cheated? Is you cheating? Like, now we've been turned around into a mental health issue that where everyone should feel sorry for you. That is absolutely a joke. And he, he and he didn't care about the mental health of Lewis Hamilton last year when he was receiving constant racist abuse. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. He's, he's so biased. Like it's supposed to be re, we races one. <laughs> but Christian Horner thinks it means him. He, yeah. He's the one. It, it, he's just... Neo. He's he's just he's I wouldn't say Neo. Neo was cool. <laughs> okay. Like, he was one of the spoon benders. <laughs> <laughs> it's Max <laughs> Max and Christian are just sitting waiting for cookies from the Oracle. <laughs> FIA being the Oracle. <laughs> Just bending spoons. Oh, oh. No. oh my god! But no, it, it, uh, <laughs> like reading, like reading Twitter and stuff. Like, have you seen the like debut? Like, is Horner going to come out and talk about Ted Kravitz's mental health after all the abuse he's been receiving? I'm sure by, he's receiving by death by. By yes, by Red Bull fans. Exactly. It's ridiculous. The sports just lost the grip completely on this situation. Like Ted Kravitz is the only one who's actually he's, he is just saying what happened last year. He's just being factual. Yeah, I mean he's not really giving an opinion. Occasionally he might, but like, but even still, it's his job. He's literally doing his job. Is to point out the facts. And it was, it was, uh, it is a fact. It is a fact that last year's championship was uh, decided on a questionable decision. That is a fact. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like I, I'm going to say this now. Right? Lewis and Max both equally deserved to win the championship last year with their performances. Right. But when it came down to the last race, equal points, Lewis Hamilton dominated Verstappen. Yeah, first time I had nothing on him. He had to get Perez to help him defend, which Perez had a brilliant job defending, taking out 10 seconds the gap. But even after that, when Lewis got past him, Lewis still opened up, you know, a 13 second lead and would have won the title and that race if the safety car procedure was followed correctly. Yeah, like Max had nothing, they needed a miracle and they got John from Wheatley to get that miracle from Massey for them. Like, like I, I, like I'm not taking anything away. Like last year, Max was brilliant, and he, 
if he went and won that race fair and square, it would have been dead on. You wouldn't have cared. Same if if Lewis had won it fair and square, you'd be like fair play. But it's just the way it ended under this human era. It is unbelievable. That, and, uh... and have you heard now that people um, are now questioning the fine that Red Bull got because Bernie Eccleston was involved in it? <laughs> yeah, I've heard this. Because There's, apparently Bernie has a good relationship still with the FIA+. Plus. And it's and it's really good mates with Christian Horner. Yeah. And his wife is VP. And they uh, basically, he orchestrated the meeting between them. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's like nearly 100 years old. What is and he, he doing? And he, and he never wanted Lewis to beat Schumacher's records. Unbelievable. I mean, what's he getting involved in? God knows. But uh, let's wait and see. But. Yeah. but I think that tweet of the weekend has to go to Lewis Hamilton. This should be called Ryan's News. For 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 tweeting a picture of him Alonso, of him just being on the podium, on first place podium, just patting Alonso. On the face. Let's give us some context to the listeners. Alonso, uh, for some reason, has threw his hat in the in the mix in in all of this drama, and has gone in and said, in in his opinion, Max's world titles are way more. Uh, what's the, what's the word he used? More deserving, wasn't deserving, it? Deserving, yeah, more or, deserving. Uh, or a better, it's a better achievement. Yeah, yeah, than Hamilton's seven, <laughs> but okay, yeah. uh, because uh, Hamilton never had to race against anyone that was any good, according to Alonso. Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean that Alonso wasn't good? Yeah, exactly. Well, firstly, <laughs> Alonso, you raced against him. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a ridiculous thing. Ridiculous thing to say. And then, I mean, Hamilton did beat two world champions. He beat Nico Rosberg many times. He only lost once, but he built it, beat him more than once in terms of yeah. the whole championship. He also beat and lost to Jensen Button. Yeah. Um, like, it's, I think it's a really mad thing to say, but okay. But look, uh, anyway, I'll let you carry on with Lewis's tweet. <laughs> yeah, but um, have you, he, he tweeted... Another another photo, which is it's, it's even better. It was a photo of Yuki Tsunoda as a as a child in front of like the old McLaren cars, like I the old the photo. yeah. The photo. And it's on the background it has like Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso, and photos of them both like with with their helmets on with their helmets, and then Lewis has removed <laughs> Alonso's face. <laughs> just he just took away his face. It just says Fernando Alonso with no pictures at all in the back. <laughs> oh, it's fucking brilliant. Uh, he's proper go he's proper go at him. But in like the, in like the, the funniest way ever. And the, the the one that's up now though is the one where he's basically standing on a podium and it looks like he's uh, a bit like uh please sir, can I have more? <laughs> just yeah. patting Alonso on the head <laughs> as he stands on the top step. <laughs> It is, it is hilarious. And then people are saying now that Lewis is, he must have, he must pick more tweets because he's finding tweets of just people aren't even tagging it, just saying his name. <laughs> and they're going through, like, he must be just like looking through tweets of himself and being like, yes, this is genius. 
Fair play. Do you want to hear something else interesting on this topic? Yes, yes, please. Ocon has come out and said that, uh, in his opinion, uh, Hamilton is the best person on the grid. And that's obviously including his teammate. And he also says, uh, and he ba- he bases this information on that uh, Ocon is the best rival for Alonso after Hamilton because uh, no one in all of Alonso's career has beaten Alonso throughout the year um, as much as Ocon has, other than Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> so not only is he rating himself as second best, <laughs> then he said Hamilton's the best. Oh, it is hilarious. But I, I just love this like random hatred that Lewis is just randomly getting now <laughs> for like no reason. And he's just he's just like, I don't care. It's nice that he's in a, in a, in a state in his like it's nice that Hampton's in a place now where he just doesn't fucking take any notice of this stuff going on. I mean obviously he's seen what Alonso said and literally just like <laughs> well, all right, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I've got Yeah, and like, and Lewis has had much more competitive teammates than Alonso's ever had. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like, like Alonso had Stefan Van Dorn. Like, ooh. <laughs> good luck next year with Stroll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, that'll be tough. Ah, uh, talking about Stroll and Aston Martin, have you seen um, who's going to be the reserve driver next year? Yes, Stoffel. Stoffel. And have you seen what the rumours are saying, what that means? Because currently it's Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah, uh, Nico Hulkenberg to Haas. Exactly, yeah. It's not been confirmed, but it looks like any day now. We And if this podcast is out within the next couple of days, we might have a heard it here first. Because <laughs> just for the listeners, this is the quickest we've done one in about six months. Yep, even though it's been on Twitter for the past couple of days, but we heard it here first. <laughs> this is a record for us. So, heard it here first. Looks like Nico Hogenberg is going to be racing for Haas next year. And Schumacher is left with nowhere to go. Unfortunately. But- yeah. I'm still trying to find this uh, link that I've seen, but uh, there's definitely somewhere on the internet trolling around the Destructors Championship about who's cost the most money. And, lo and behold, at the top of that list, coming it's in... Mix- it's Mick Schumacher. Schumacher, yeah. But uh, I'll try and find the list and I'll give us the rundown when I find it. I think I think the damage he's caused is just less than what the FAA find Red Bull. <laughs> and this is for a team. There's a privately owned team. They can't afford it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Um, also in Dom's news, I wanted to actually talk about NASCAR. Uh, did you see that overtake? To, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, did, yeah, and then there was there was like a difference of opinion. Like Alonso and Gazi were like, "Oh, that's amazing! That's like the greatest thing we've ever seen." And then loads of people were tweeting, going, hmm, "He pretty much done something that you probably shouldn't be doing." <laughs> I mean, if it was an F one car, you wouldn't make it round that corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just basically just sent the grid half his car driving along the wall. Like it just reminded me of Ricky Bobby. Yeah, just planted it. Yeah, planted it. I think he just had to overtake the one person, didn't he, to qualify into the next race? Yeah, I think he. I think he before he did that, he just went shake and bake. <laughs> For those of you who have not seen it, basically, 
<laughs> because the the corner is walled, he just plows it through the wall. <laughs> it doesn't break. He just goes boom, <laughs> masses himself uh, around. Oh, brilliant! Oh, hilarious! But um, moving on, shall we move on to qualifying? Though? Yeah, let's move on to qualifying. My notes are minimal on this race. <laughs> I have I have zero notes as I'm doing now. I'm trying it all by by my head. Yeah, let's do it. But I uh, I never watched I never watched qualifying either. So <laughs> I'll go through the penalties first, and then I'll give you the rundown. Do you want me to do the whole yeah. rundown? Because I've, I've got it in front of me. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. yep right. Yep. Okay. Noted. Stroll was penalised to three grid uh, three grid places for causing a collision. I don't know why I can't pronounce that word. Causing a collision at the previous round. And Magnuson was also penalised five grid places for use of an additional power unit. They are our penalties. I love how uh, Magnuson gets a bigger penalty than Stroll sending Alonso uh, up on his two wheels. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still baffled about that. I mean, we can jump that into news again. That went from he was penalised, then they went back on it, then he was like, the FIA is a joke. Full yeah, they, so it, it, apparently you can retrospectively change the result of a race unless it decides a title. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless your last name is Hamilton, or uh, or if it's a, any decision against the Red Bull team, then you should be fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Moving yep, swiftly on. Yep. Let's let's uh, go in. So the I'll, rundown done. Yeah, I'll do the rundown. I'm not even going to say twentieth because it doesn't change every every race. Canada so, in at 19. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Alba. And then let's just run this down. Run All this right. down. You said, you said one take. In 18, Lance Stroll. Poor Dave Raston Mine. In at 17, Vettel. In at 16. Mick Schumacher in at 15. Magnussen, teams are coming in twos. It looks like uh, they're pretty much, that is where their pace are. You could really, I mean, the good the thing about this track is it's really long straights. So you can really see who's got the draggiest car. And yeah, some teams really suffered. Then in at 15, 14th. Magnussen. Did I say Magnussen? Yeah. In at 14th, Gasly. In at 13th, Sonoda. Again, cars are coming in twos. Nice to see Sonoda still finishing ahead of Gasly. Gasly's just giving up. He's waiting to move teams. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He's like, I'm going to help him. So who gives a fuck? In at Guan Yu Zhou, number 12. I like the way you mixed up there. In at, in at Guan Yu Zhou, number 12. Just got confused. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not a great day for him considering what we saw where the pace was at. But um, yeah. I mean, you also have to expect Bottas being a veteran driver in that team to also finish ahead. Yeah, uh, this is his rookie season, so I'll, I'll let that slide. Uh, Ricardo, on the other hand, I wouldn't let that slide. In at 11, then in at 10, we have Ocon, then in at nine, we have Alonso. Uh, Alpines look slow here, and I thought they had a quite a, normally quite a fast yeah. car in a straight line. So that was also interesting. I think they might carry a lot of drag on their car. Uh, in at eight, Norris again outperforming uh, Daniel Ricciardo as always. Why uh, Daniel Ricciardo is not driving in an F1 team next season? Rumors still circulate that he's going to be a reserve at Red Bull. Let's see. Uh, in at seven, a shock surprise, as we said, the fastest guy it, 
of the season, Charles Leclerc. But I think I'm fairly confident from what I've been reading that the Ferraris have turned their engine down because of the altitude. Mm, that yeah, like even though we're not in the race, you could tell that by the race pace. But I read two. I've read two things. One was they turned the engine down, and the other one was that they got they made a mistake with their setup, and because they have to pack for park firmer, they couldn't change it. Yeah. It was too late. Um, the, the latest thing I heard was the last one I said. But let's see. I mean, they're well off the pace for for where they should be. In at six, surprise qualifying and best qualifying of the year. Unbelievably, and it's nice to see Al, uh, Alfa Romeo back up there. Is Valtteri Bottas? Yeah, that was Storm. a great qualifying, and he was storming um, every qualifying Q one, two, and three. Great, 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 great qualifying from him. In at five, Carlos Sainz. Um, looks like it's probably the best Ferraris could do with whatever they were doing with their car. In at four, Sergio Perez. A little bit off the front. I mean, being his home race and all the uh, attention he's getting, you'd like to think he'd finish it, considering he's in the fastest car, a little bit further up the grid. But, you know, you have to bear in mind that all of the budget cap goes on Verstappen's car. So <laughs> it's yeah. probably not the fastest car. No, no, no. <laughs> then in at three, Lewis Hamilton. And he looked like he had the pace to maybe get pole. But... Um, just not quite there today. A bit like uh, in the States, just um, a couple of mistakes. In at two, out-qualified by George Russell again. Sussel! George Sussel! <laughs> Sussel! Bloody Sussel. I mean, good lap, but again, not perfect. I think... Yeah, he, he ruined it coming to the stadium, didn't he? Then he yeah. apologised. They reckon they might have had it, but I mean... At the end of the day, you can't, you can, when you see the telemetry, I mean, you were showing me the telemetry as well. It's just the straights, the red ball is just pulling away, even though they're faster on the corners, the, the Mercs. Yeah. yeah the, red bull, the Red Bull made all, Verstappen's Red Bull made all its time in the first straight. It's unbelievable. And then, you know, number one, Max Verstappen. Another great pole, another, Easy poll for him, I believe. Yeah, and that rounds it up. But uh, they say the most likely person to win the race is the person from third. But I'm not sure because <laughs> I've seen the race. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not sure, but you've seen the race. It's, well, I suppose it's hard this year to say that when you get a car who is illegal. So, yeah, exactly. Oh, talking, oh, I forgot to mention about the illegality. I know we keep going back over this, but I've seen that Horner, not only Horner's come out, he's come out and said that uh, it's ap- absolutely draconian, that penalty they received, and it's uh, way too harsh. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm sure I've got it. I wanted to read it to you. It's absolutely ridiculous what he said. Uh, here we go. Listen to this. I hear people say it's not a severe penalty, but 10% less wind tunnel time and other aerodynamic tools is a draconian penalty that can cost a quarter to half a second a lap. 
we have included too much tax in our figures. Otherwise, the exceedance would have been only 0.37%. We thought we had a catering. <laughs> it's not covered by the cap and all of our staff, but free food and drinks. Now everything is included. <laughs> Jesus Christ, 1.4 million pounds. So how come they're the only team to overspend on catering when everyone else accounted for it? Did the Red Bull accountants just not know what was going on like in every team did? I mean, it's mad what he, the way he's trying to weasel out of it. Because that's exactly what he is, a weasel. And he is just getting pointing fingers. And the amount of speculation and sniping that has been going on, we felt like it was in everyone's interest to close the book. We accept the penalties begrudgingly, but we accept them. <laughs> just like well, they never, just like they never opened their fucking financial books, did they? Yeah. Yes. But what I've seen also, he's been quoted somewhere else saying, Ryan, that they can burn down our wind tunnel altogether if they want, we're still going to win. <laughs> so you can't have both, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can't say it's draconian and then say you can burn it down, we don't need it. That's qualifying. Thoughts? Yeah, it was a interesting qualifying. Good to see Bottas up there. Um, I see that the Ferraris had less pace. Uh, it was good to see at a two two Mercedes up there as well. Like so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it gave us the thought that Mercedes were getting closer, but um, not quite enough. Shall I go through the penalties before we do the race start? Oh, just a, an interesting yeah, just an interesting tweet I've seen from Martin Brundle. Uh, for the avoidance of of doubt, my friend and colleague for the past twenty six years, Ted Kravitz has my full support. Face to face dialogue is the only way to sort of issues and disputes in the relentless crucible of the F one paddock. We all have opinions and different jobs to do. That's life. I mean, that is a perfect way to put it. He's doing his job. Do you know what I mean? And then someone tweeted, someone's retweeted saying, I'm confused as to how Lewis being robbed in Abu Dhabi could even be categorized as an opinion. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I just think to myself, how the hell did F1 allow that to stand? <laughs> I mean, what is, what's their job title, Ryan? Journalists. Or? What's the other name for them? Human beings. <laughs> What's not a job title, is it? Jesus Christ. They're a commentator. Yeah. And all he did was comment. Commentate on commentate on the events that happened. Exactly. Unbelievable. Well, so we move on to the race. Yeah. All right, do you want me to read out my mate's um, views on the topic? Uh, yep, sure. Go ahead. So, regarding Alonso's overturn penalty. Um, but what happened to Hamilton's last year? Could this not be overturned? It makes you why, I wonder why Mercedes didn't pursue it. 
it's just a disgrace uh, at this moment how the sport is developing. And honestly, I haven't seen any improvement apart from a few tighter technical regulations regarding his incident from last year. And it was much clearer which events led to Hamilton losing that last race. In its simple form, and even though that those rules were open to interpretation by the stewards, it was still, for all the fans, completely unacceptable. I bet you if Abu Dhabi was in the middle of the season and not in the moment which was hugely pivotal to the championship, they would have interpreted the rules in the correct way, let's say, and therefore letting all the lap drivers pass the safety car and sticking to the rule about giving the cars one lap behind the safety car and not what eventually happened. I'm sure about this. But once again, it just surprises me that Mercedes didn't pursue it, given how important that was for both Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton. I can only imagine that it was to do with the fact that the situation was applied, let's say, correctly, albeit disgustingly and unfair, because these rules were intact, open to interpretation from the racing director, and that's why they knew it was a lost battle if they had to take it to court. Put more probably something that was way above our pay grade. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I mean, what he says is what we go on about, to be honest. And particularly enjoyed Zach's comments in the press conference last week, pointing out that however or wherever you save money, that the money saved can then be put back into the development of the racing car. That's exactly what they did. Horner, the fucking idiot, was clutching (laughs) at straws with his reaction to those comments and how he states that no money from last season aided in any way whatsoever the development of the car, which is absolute bullshit. And somebody with a little bit of intelligence would never have made that mistake in judgment and then talk about it in public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big up, big up Zach Brown. Like what an yeah. absolute, what an absolute hero. And people actually don't give Zach Brown a lot of credit. I think he is probably one of the best owners around. Yeah. He knows so much about motorsport. It is unreal. People think he just does F1, but he does so much in America. And there's American sports teams. He has so many teams going at one time. Yeah, he's in the esports team as well. Yeah, he does esports. He has the IndyCar. He has NASCAR. He has F1. Like, he does everything. And that's why I don't see him a lot at F1, because he's got so many different um, companies to look after. And he knows so much about F1 and so much about racing. And he's yeah. such a smart guy. Like, he probably, as soon as they found out about Red Bull, he probably knew that they had overspent and were getting dig away out of it. Yeah, 100%. It's classic Red Bull, isn't it? Yeah. Um, before obviously we're running out of time here, but we'll do the race in a minute. Uh, have you seen that the Times have launched a whole article against Christian Horner? No, I have not. Uh, the title is Delusional Horner is tarnishing <laughs> the whole sport of Formula One. <laughs> the, Please go the, on. The, 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 Red Bull principal is rivaling Jose Mourinho, uh, Jose Mourinho for gracelessness. And this is the opening paragraph of their um, article on Horner. Lewis Hamden was robbed. I think we should make that plain at the start of this column. I emphasize this because Christian Horner and Max Verstappen of Red Bull decided to boycott Sky Sports after one of the reporters used this word in relation to the finale of the 2021 season after a controversial safety car restart in the last moments of the race. Even the FIA, the sports governing body, admits that this was a significant error from the race director. Well, they fired him. (laughs) 
just you just look at the facts. The guy was fired. Yeah. So are the are Red Bull going to boycott the Times now? But at some point they receive a fine because they have media obligations, don't they? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, have? A, so, do you remember, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. So the man who wrote this article has tweeted saying Christian Horner is tarnishing F one. Red Bull broke the rules, but Horner says criticism is affecting the mental health of the team. This is a blatant deflection technique. But also trivializes the difficulties of people with real mental health problems. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, that's exactly that's it's disgusting actually. That 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 is exactly what he's gone in to try and do. Some Some of these things are hilarious that are being read out. If there are mental health issues at Red Bull as a result of their rule breach, the responsibility lies with them and them alone, not with those who have criticised them. To say otherwise is, a, is an Alice in Wonderland inversion, a gaslighting of those who stayed within the budget. Like Marino at his worst, Horner is willing to blame everyone else, to distort reality, even to boycott those with whose opinions he disagrees, to sustain the pretense that everything Red Bull does is pure, and it's only the ill intent of others that obscures this fact. I don't know who this guy is from the Times, but well done. <laughs> what a what a guy. Let's get him on the podcast. What's his name? Matthew Said, S-Y-E-D. Maybe I'm pronouncing that right. Matthew Waldem. I mean, it was what we've been on about for a while now, but the fact that Horner's going on bringing in mental health issues, he's right, it does trivialise people with real issues. And I'm pretty sure when they won the championship, they weren't too worried about it. <laughs> nope. When now they're winning the second, I'm sure they're not too worried about it. Yeah, and they were too sad to do their budget cap um, meeting with FAA when their owner died, but didn't mind celebrating like crazy when they won the constructors. <clears throat> that being said, shall we mosey on? Yes, I love that this is the Mexican Grand Prix uh, podcast. And we just basically talk about Red Bull the whole time. I wanted to talk about your Twitter arguments as well. Uh, let's, let's not get started on Twitter arguments that was it's I don't know if anyone else if you if you please if you've been in this situation before please like get in touch but arguing with Max Verstappen and Red Bull fans is like talking to a brick wall they only they only look at things that back up their argument like don't take into account anything else that's like people say everyone else's opinion is wrong they are 100% correct and they have this pure hatred of Lewis Hamilton, which is just borderline racist. It is mental. Like it's like Max. It's like Max Verstappen is literally the greatest person that's ever been born. It's like they worship him as God, and they don't take like the guy I was arguing with. As soon as I started hitting him with proper facts, he just didn't have anything else to say because he he says that I have no idea about anything about F one. I was like, okay, but. And then he goes, oh, obviously, you don't think the wind tunnel. 
Um, well, thanked him. I was like, well, don't he lose three runs in the wind tunnel next year? And he's like, oh, as if you think it's only three runs. And I was like, well, actually, the allocation for next year is 28. They um, got fined for three less runs, so it'll be 25. So that's 10%. Anything else you want to say? And he just was like, he was like, oh, 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 I was like, you fucking, you fucking imbecile. And, and I was like, I was like, do you think seven million is fair? Seven million, seven million pounds that doesn't come out of the budget cap gets paid external by the Red Bull company, which is like worth like what fucking couple billion? Exactly. Small change. Yeah, like it would be different if like Haas were fined seven million because Haas yeah. are by Gene Haas, even though yeah. he's rich, but seven million still big for them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, "Why are you not talking about Aston Martin?" And I was like, "Because this is the post about Red Bull. Why would I bring an Aston Martin who were done for a procedural um, fine for four hundred fifty k, which is probably like misinterpretation of the big reading or something? Maybe they just like didn't didn't submit something on time because Williams were fined to begin the season for not submitting anything for spitting something late. They paid that, and that was all done. Mercedes were fined as well for something small." Yeah, it's you know, interesting, loads, isn't it? Loads of teams were hit with small fines for like providing something late or not sending the correct paperwork, but God forbid we don't talk about them because we, we have to focus on Red Bull and their joke of a budget cap. Because I come up their budget, that's, that's what should happen. Yeah, and they literally had no answer to when I was like, why were Red Bull the only team who could won? Develop 2022 car plus upgrade 2021 the whole season when Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren couldn't do that. The big teams didn't do it. They had to stop and focus on one one of the other cars. Either yeah. they didn't develop 2022 at all and just did 21. I mean, people or, have come out and said they they can they know the point of the season when they stopped upgrading their car and they can see that they could see that Red Bull continued. But just assumed, I mean, they're, they've found a, they're doing smaller up, price to upgrade throughout the year, but but their, they were, their car was improving exponentially for us yeah. <laughs> as the season went on where everyone else stopped. Like, look at Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz, he said he couldn't believe how much Red Bull were upgrading their car. He says yeah. Ferrari physically couldn't do it because of the budget cap. Mercedes, yeah. 2021, brought in what? Two, one major upgrade and, and like two or three minor upgrades towards the end of the season. That's when they started winning races again. And then they, because they had this focus on 2022. Look at Haas, didn't spend any money on their 21 car. It all went on this year's car. Yeah, it's crazy. Really. The sport is a fucking joke. And yet, I'll watch it every week. Yeah. We won't boycott it, each, not, not yet. <laughs> then we'd have to, we don't do the podcast anymore. We'll have to follow another sport. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll follow another corrupt sport. Yes, let's that's, that's jump into the race. Do you want me to cover the penalties before we make over the start, or do you want to start with the start? Uh, penalties. Do do penalties, yeah. Penalties. So let's start with Pierre Gasly forcing Lance Stroll off the road. <clears throat> Where he got a penalty. Oh, yes, he got a five-second time bound, didn't he? He did. And he decided just to carry on down the road. And then he actually served a six-second time penalty. Yeah, because in the last race, 
he was served a 4.6 second penalty and they made him do another. <laughs> so to be safe, they've added they a second. They got another second. <laughs> Smart thinking there from the Alpha Tauris. Smart thinking. Yep. To be honest, this race was so boring. There's not that much to talk about in terms of penalties. The only mm-hmm. other penalty to mention is Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, put down a George Russell on Cerula. Yeah, but George Russell was in the right. Daniel was not. Yeah, exactly. Someone explained that, if someone can explain that to me, I would love to understand. Because mm-hmm. it's more or less the same accident. Yeah, but and okay. I love that he was given a 10 second penalty and then decided to drive like an absolute hero. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to talk about this. There's so many memes of uh, Ricardo losing his drive, getting beaten by Nando, and just meh, can't be asked. We're giving that 10 second penalty. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the race number for Renault when they told me at a five second time penalty, and he, 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 he just goes, Okay, I'll drive faster. <laughs> And to be fair, he did. He overtook yeah. everyone and took a 10-second gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, got, he, got, he got up the seventh and then kept seventh, kept seventh because he ended up like 13 seconds ahead of fucking Ocon. Unbelievable. Really pulled it out of the bag. Was and it was, inter- it was interesting as well because he did mediums to softs, which is exactly what George Russell wanted to do. Yeah, and they told George not it was never going to work. Yeah. And I think and then, George might have won it on that. Yeah, like they should have just split their... I don't know why they didn't split the strategies with their Mercedes. That's... Yeah, I think they were... Mercedes were... I mean, they 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 took one too many gambles already putting them on hard. <laughs> that was their one aggressive move of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. See if they can outsmart Red Bull. But you're right, they should have split uh, split the strategy. I'm surprised they weren't on hards. I, I thought it was a blinder at the first half of the race and then nothing materialised. Turns out... Yeah medium can last fine and that was it in terms of other things that happened in the race they are the penalties and then just we have two dnfs one is unfortunately yuki because of that yeah. yeah and then the other one was the funniest uh, retirement it's just because of his antics fernando alonso <laughs> about where he's like punching the air afterwards yeah and then he's waving, and he's waving the crowd like, "Oh, hello! Yes, yes I'm a prick." Yep. Yeah, well deserved. Yep, and I think we're just gonna give an honourable mention to Latifi finishing last in the race. Give a little round of applause. Standing yeah. ovation. The only, the only, the only driver who was two laps down. Uh, talking about Latifi he's come out and said (laughs) he's thinking he's going to take a year out and come back (laughs) (laughs) what planet is he on like is his dad going to buy a team like who's the only way (laughs) he's going to drive for well I think his dad has to buy the team first because there's no way he'll be able to come back without his father owning one of the teams but that's what he said I'm thinking I'm, thinking I'm going to take a year out and then I'll come back next year like is Alonso he, did is he, is he, is he, is he not thinking about doing an like IndyCar or NASCAR or something I don't know 
<clears throat> no idea. Right. Should I do the rundown from 20 to 11? Yes. So, as we've already discussed, DNF, Yuki Sonoda, it's a shame because he was having quite a reasonable day. And if you think um, uh, Daniel Ricardo finished up in seventh, you think Yuki might finish in the points at least. Fernando Alonso, as we've mentioned, mechanical issue. Then, as we've already mentioned, Latifi in 18th. Then poor day for Haas with Kevin Magnussen in its 17th and Mick in its 16th. They just did not have the pace at this track at all. They've got no straight line speed. I think because they're running the Ferrari engine, they also had to turn down their engine <laughs> for the altitude. <laughs> then we have Aston Martin with Lance Stroll in at 15 and then Sebastian Vettel in 14. Again, not a really good race for them. Uh, it really seems to have a lot of drag on their car. Moving into 13th, Joe Guanyu, who again, still not as quite fast as his teammate, but yeah, you'd think he might be able to finish the points considering Bottas was still looking pretty good for yeah. the race. Then in 12th, Alex Albon, Slim Shady. Yep. Like he's dialed her more times than he has points. No, I'm starting to lose my will with it. Don't understand. Nope. And then, and then, but oh, great! From oh, get the Williams up into twelve. Shame he didn't get points. Yeah. Uh, then in at eleven, Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly. Yeah, unfortunately, just outside the points. In 10th, uh, I think we'd give a good mention this to Valtteri Bottas. Really good qualifying pace to qualifying sixth, but just didn't have great race pace at times, which is such a shame. But still gets one point for Alfa Romeo, which is good. Uh, in ninth, Lando Norris. Lando Norris had a pretty much nothing race, to be fair. He just, oh, he just didn't really seem to have much going on, did he? Um, end up one lap down. Stuck behind Alcon. S1 Alcon finishing eighth. Obviously scoring some points for Alpine, which is needed in their fight with McLaren. But then I don't think anyone expected Danny Rick to be in seventh place. You know, getting a 10-second penalty. That would pretty much be his race over. And then he ends up absolutely blistering his way through through the pack and putting up a big lead on Ocon, so his 10-second penalty didn't really matter after torpedoing Yuki Tsunoda. And he was the last of the drivers to be one lap down. And also driver of the day for Danny Rick. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he got the DHL fastest pissed up as well. Yeah. So pretty good overall day for um, Danny Rick even with that 10 second penalty it's amazing they gave him drive of the day how would you feel if you were Yuki <laughs> I don't know you're probably there going you fucking son of a bitch <laughs> and then sixth, then sixth place 68 seconds behind the winner Charles Leclerc he was you didn't even see Red, uh, the Ferraris in any of the coverage they just didn't do anything it was like they were content to be fifth and sixth. 
Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't remember seeing them. I mean, the race was so boring; it was hard to stay paying attention. But I'm pretty sure we never saw them. Yeah, we didn't really see them at all. And then fifth place, Carlos Sainz, ten seconds ahead of Leclerc again. Nothing. Just that was it. Just it was like watching last year, where the Mercedes and Red Bulls were so far ahead, and Ferrari just picked up fifth and sixth for every other race. Like that's what it was like. Fourth place uh, and the fastest lap, George Russell. Mister, I'll argue with the team about tires and then get told your opinion means fuck all and you'll go on the hards. <laughs> I mean, he was saying. Um, I mean, obviously, he qualified second, so he he lost a lot of positions at the start. He had a pretty poor start. He came out and said, uh, uh, "Yeah, I was playing it safe a little bit, and then I didn't really didn't want to run into Lewis and ruin the team's strategy for the day." So I said, "Yeah, but it's ruining the strategy, and it's just letting Perez take you as well on the next corner." Yeah, yeah I <laughs> think ran wide. I don't I don't understand why Mercedes just didn't let him run the hard run the mediums, and then go on to the softs. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's because uh, earlier in the season they he, they let him make that call and it was a, a huge detrimental value to Hamilton. Do you remember? And then we were all asking, why would they let him do that and just ruin oh. Hamilton's race? Oh, that was at the Dutch Grand Prix when he yeah. pinned on the safety car, wasn't it? Yeah, but this is different. There was no safety car. They were in it for the win, like, you know, on actual pace and they could have just went medium to soft and they probably, I, probably won. Yeah. It's a Because cool. yeah, because the softs lit. I don't. Maybe they didn't realize how much the softs were going to let up, especially with Danny Rick. Uh, but obviously, he pitted for softs on lap seven, sixty-nine, seventy, and got fastest lap. So for a him. and then third Perez could not catch Hamilton at all. His tires. He obviously. Came out, he got went on the mediums, and I think he came out in the mediums, pushed way too hard to start. Set obviously the fastest lap at the time, was pushing and pushing and pushing. I think he just took us his, all his life out of his towers too early. And Hamilton just kept him outside of DRS for most of the time, and then just built up a five second lead on him, three seconds at the end. So, you know, like Hamilton well to manage um, Perez nice. and from what the radio conversations were, it sounded like Hamden wasn't even bothered about Perez for the race. No, I mean, considering he had the hards, Perez had the faster tyre and the faster car. He was a great job from Hamilton to keep keep ahead of him. Yeah. And then second place, Lewis Hamilton, 15 seconds behind Verstappen, but again, could he have eked out the mediums a bit longer, went onto the softs or copied Red Red Bull, started on the softs and went onto the mediums. You know, it was hard to see. It was it looked like they may have. I think they didn't expect the mediums to run so long, where they would only everyone but only one stop. I think they were maybe looking at a two stop for Red Bull, soft, medium, medium, not soft, and then medium for the rest of the race. It's kind of made the medium hard strategy redundant. Yeah. Um, but you know, still great points for Mercedes this weekend. You know, people would have thought they would have got two and four. And be second in the constructors. Oh, they're second, no, closing the gap aren't they now? They're still yeah, third, they're, but closing the gap massively. Um, but you know, <clears throat> Hamilton's now fifth in the championship. Um, you know, hilarious. And then first, Max Verstappen, pretty 
pretty much a easy drive for him. Didn't have mm. anything to do really. Obviously, had a little complaining to do about his front left at the start. Yeah, but see, I think that this is just first stop at eking his own ego out. <laughs> I think he, I think he, in his head, he has to complain about something, so people think that his drive was harder than it actually was. <laughs> no, heard, like, it, heard it here first. If you if you literally first happen to have the easiest race ever, and Mexico is pretty much the easiest race ever for him. He was on a no challenge for anyone at all. Even when he put in, he was third, and he's just bomb past. It. He knew he was going to win the race, but he still had to complain about fucking shitty gears, his fucking tires, all that stuff. But if he actually watch every single race, Verstappen complains about so much on the radio about his car. And I think he does it so that people go, fuck me, look, he won that race and he had fucking dealing with this, dealing with that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like hey, mate, just fucking sit in your fucking car and drive. Like, no one gives a fuck. I know we say this is like a boring race and people go, oh, well, you're Mercedes fans. Even if it was, it was flipped and Hamilton was 15 seconds down the road and won the race, it would still have been the most boringest race ever. Yeah. It was a boring race. Really, really boring. Because nothing happened at all. Like, really. Like, nothing happened. Well, that comes for Max's now sets the record for the most consecutive wins. Yeah, but... I have so many many thoughts on this, I don't even want to speak about it. Yes, fair play, well done. He said, fuck all competition the whole year. Oh, Ferrari is a joke if you want to consider them they were the, comp- they were the competition at the start of the year yeah and then they just decided to who gives a fuck about strategy we'll just pull things out of the hat and see if it works <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like they have you know ever see them things where they have like a fucking octopus in a tank and he picks wingers like like the winner of a game in the World Cup it's like this is what they were doing they were just throwing an octopus in with like eight strategies and then just waiting for it to pick one and go that'll do We'll pick. We'll pick that one. Such a shame. Like fourteen wins in a race that's twenty-two, and the season has twenty races. He's won seventy percent of the races in a car that is a second faster than anything else that's on that grid, with yeah. no real with no real competition. To be honest, because if, 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 if you think about it, if you think about it, though, sorry, he has seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton in a Mercedes, which is dog shit. Yeah. He has four-time world champion uh, Vettel in in Aston Martin, which is dog shit. Yeah. Two-time world champion Alonso in an Alpine that's nowhere near as quick. Yeah. You have Ferrari, which is an absolute rocket ship, but have the worst strategy team known to man. And two drivers, and two drivers who love crashing into walls. And a and a teammate who is allowed to be anywhere near. Well, all of, if you think if Ferrari. Ferrari have thrown away all of their wins this season that they, they could have had. I mean, France, when Leclerc just threw it into the wall. Yeah. Monaco, where they just fuck, they fucked the strategy. It's endless for Ferrari, their mistakes. Signs, phantom wins, random crashes. I mean, they've just given... When you look at all, all the races Max didn't win are one of two things. There because the at the start of the year Rebel had uh, reliability issues. One point. The second point is Ferrari binned 
they was, if one of those points points didn't happen, Max has won every race. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, and what's even funner is at the start of the season he wasn't comfortable with the car because the car was designed differently and it favoured Sergio Perez. But when Red Bull worked out that the car favoured Sergio Perez, what did they do? Well, they brought upgrades and changed the setup of the car to favour Max Verstappen. And once that happened, who started winning races? Max Verstappen. Who started being their second position, second driver? Sergio Perez. Well, I think this is in Perez's contract to be a second driver. I'm not sure of that. Yeah. So, yeah, he's had possibly the least competitive season. It's mad though, like how little yeah. Perez has been able to win. Yeah, and people are always like, well, Hamilton didn't have competitive seasons, he only raced against his teammate. Yeah, but Mercedes aren't Red Bull. Mercedes openly said that the drivers were allowed to be competitive until yeah. the stage when one person could not win it. Yeah, well, Red, Red Bull's and, a different machine. And the other could. Red Bull have always favoured one driver from the start and then gone and give them all the upgrades and give them all the benefits and bonuses and calls. That's how the people, who, the people who know F1 and know like the his like the, like the race, like the, the years we watched, Mercedes always said the two drivers are allowed to race until it gets to a point in the championship where one person could win it. Yeah. And don't forget, Hamlin had in 17, 18, and half of 19 an extremely good Sebastian Vettel to contend with. Yeah. 19 was only because they got done out, they got found, Ferrari got to find out with their engine. Or else, if if, if they didn't, Vettel probably would have won that year. I mean, even this year, and, it was like classic and, Ferrari. Yeah. And, don't forget, and don't forget in 17, 18 as well, Vettel was leading the championship. Yeah. Up to the, up to the half, up to over the halfway point. Yeah. So, yeah. And that is Ryan's take on the consecutive wins for Max Verstappen. That, that, that is my conservative take <laughs> on, on it. If you want to hear the unconservative, uh, unedited version of that, please come over to our Patreon that we don't have set yes. up yet. Yeah. Ch- tune into our X rated podcast. <laughs> Called F1 Purple Rain, fuck Red Bull. So the only other thing I wanted to mention, um, and I wanted to give um, appreciation to, was Perez for not only telling his fans to not boo, but him and his father to really showing proper sportsmanship at the end of the race. Towards Hamilton, did yeah, you see that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, he stood in front of the crowd and waved his, was waving his finger and said, "No, no, 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 it's not how we do it." And then, I mean, even I mean, his dad is a character anyway. Him and so Hamilton's dad and uh, Perez's dad—they're like um, bromance. Uh, from <laughs> yeah, there's so, there's so many photos of like them like kissing, like ear oh, them kissing brilliant. Them the and stuff. I love it. Like, but my it was my favorite thing at the Grand Prix. <laughs> Yeah, and it's such a it's so weird, like that their two dads are so close to each other, like so good mates. I know it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, but like that just shows the respect that they have for each other. Like, but the other point, did you hear this weekend that Verstappen's trying to open up the Hamilton rivalry again by saying, "Oh, I've now heard that 
Hamilton, Hamilton apparently doesn't <laughs> doesn't ever say Max's name. What? Apparently, apparently Verstappen's came out and said that he's heard that Lewis never says his name and calls him by his name. <laughs> uh, I heard Just calls him like him or like them. Never, <laughs> like, never ever says his name and says he's never. He's never gave him credit for his jump for his, for his for his wins or anything. You know what? Now you've said that, I think there's some truth in it. Yeah, I can never remember the last time I ever heard Hamlin say his name. Well, no, because he's, he's always asked, doesn't he? What's your opinion of Max or what did how like? Yeah, and all he does is goes, Adrian Newey developed a good car. <laughs> Just goes there. You go. Oh, I hope that's true. That's such a clever, that's such a clever sliding. If it is, <laughs> it just never says his name. You, you shall not be named. <laughs> even, even in the like, did you see the cooldown room? There was the both red boots, like Perez and Verstappen were standing there, and Lewis was just not even looking at them. She's just watching the TV. Just having a drink, just like the whole time. Didn't turn around, just sat there and just looked at the screen. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I think we need to give an honorable mention to possibly the worst question in post qualifying um, history yeah. by David by David Conthard. <laughs> you went in steep there. I'm not cutting it. I'm not cutting this podcast. <laughs> this podcast going out straight. I don't care, but who the who the hell does he think he is to ask a question like that? Well, he asked that question after uh, quality, I thought. Yeah, no, that's what I meant there. Post yeah. qualifying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, please. I mean, yeah, I agree. Unbelievable. What was it? He said, "What do you think you could learn from George Russell's lap?" Well, I didn't even say lap. I don't think the way he worded it was where. What is there that you think you could learn from George because he's be coming out on top of you um, in, in the laps of the, recently? I'm thinking, and Hamilton was like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't that wasn't Mexico. Mexico was the first time Russell like qualified him in six or seven races. Yeah, in a row. yeah. No, I'm fine. My laptop in Hamilton. My laptops are fine. I, I, I'm sure I'm fine. And when you actually look at the difference in qualifying time between the two. It was it was not point not not five. <laughs> so basically, yeah, basically but... like basically this gap. <laughs> yeah, but that you know that sort of question. He is ex Red Bull. And it's still hired by them in Porsche, isn't he? Oh yeah, he still works for Red Bull. Yeah, he does all yeah. their track days. He does all their yeah. track days. He's just so salty. He should not be asking. I mean. It's just to get under Hamilton's skin, isn't it? That's all it is. That's all it. It's a joke. Like you think, like go back to Scotland and pretend they're yeah. where you're from. Hamilton would have been. Hamilton should be like, no, I'm a seven-time world champion. How much did you learn from Mick Hackenden? <laughs> I, 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 Imagine I, asking I, Alonso that I, question. So, <laughs> how much do you think you learned from when you raced with Hamilton, or or um, how much do you think you've learned from Ocon here? 
Alonso were like, the fuck you talking? What the fuck you talking? Like, yeah. Like, I didn't seven time watch it. I think I know where I lost lap time. I don't really need a rookie to show me. <laughs> or if you're like, sorry, um, um, hold on, hold on. How many pole positions have I got? One, two, three, four, five, 20, 50, 80. Oh, that's right. I have 103 pole positions. So I don't think there's much I need to learn from George Russell over one lap. I'm having a mind blank, but did he even Crawford win a world championship? He did, didn't he? No, no, you got beat by um, Schumacher and McLaren. Oh, there, oh, there you go. How many uh, poles did he get? That's a good question. I want to say like seven. Tell you now. Pole stats, David Coulthard. I don't know if this is true, so I'll check another he has, one. He has 12 pole positions. 12? Yep. Yeah, 12 pole positions, yep. Yeah. Sorry, how many does that one now? <laughs> A lot more than 12. Oh, his last poll was Monaco, so well done. Yes, and well, that is our Mexico Grand Prix podcast, I believe. And I see if anything else to add, Dominic. No, just looks like Hamlet's going to sign a multi year contract. And Mexico was super boring, other than yeah. seeing Perez and his father and Anthony Hamilton continuing their bromance. It was pretty boring. Yep. Yeah, Josh. Josh was that must be fucking reading. <laughs> Why is Perez talk to me? Oh, the, my favorite. Um, and rest in peace. But my favorite father on the grid used to be Button's dad. He was the best. Mm. And uh, condolences go out to Jensen. But you used to love seeing him in his pink shirt on the grid. Oh yeah, <laughs> always I love it. I used to. It's been my one of my favorite things. Catch him on the post post race or pre race, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, next race coming up, Brazil. Good one, Hamilton. Yeah, considering he is a honorary Brazil citizen. Brazil citizen. <laughs> He's an honorary Brazilian. Yep, and I, I wonder, I wonder what kind of uh, reception Alonso and Verstappen are going to get. I really hope they give Hamilton. Fresh upgrades of some sort. Is it going to be a sprint race? Yes, I think it's a sprint race this year. Oh, do you remember what happened last sprint race in Brazil? If he pulls that out of the bag in this Mercedes car, it'll be all. Oh, be, I, I just, I'd... yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, I mean, at some point, Red Bull are probably going to have to do a power unit change themselves. No, I mean, they've got money no, and they've already won it. No, the power units, um, just. Fine, because obviously it's a bit more money on it. Made out of diamond. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like diamond encrusted and all, like gold and just. I think there's some metals and uh, stuff in there that don't even exist in the periodic table yet. So it can't be valued. Yeah, just it, 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 there. There's not. There, you can't put a price on it. Uh 
I can't wait for Brazil because it should be a good race. But let's see. Yeah, it should be. Not many races okay. left. Nope, we have nine days to go until Brazil. Yep. Well, guys, appreciate you listening. That's been me, Dom. And that's been me, Ryan. Thanks everyone for listening if you'd like to get in touch please write into the podcast at f1 purple at gmail.com or get in contact with us through our instagram page at f1 purple rain